When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Which cereal leaves behind the best milk? How have we never had this conversation before? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And in addition to talking about which cereal leaves behind the best milk, 651-641-1071. You know you have an opinion about this. Uh, we are also doing something very special today, right, Brad? Yes, we have our diaper drive uh, underway, which means that for the next uh well the rest of our show so just about two hours we have a fifteen hundred dollar match in effect so this benefits those caught in the aftermath of hurricane dorian uh fifteen hundred dollars is the match which means if you head to mytalk1071.com keyword diaper and make a contribution for colleen and bradley during the noon to three period the first $1,500 will be matched by Ungerman Restoration. So your $1 becomes 2 your 20 becomes 40 etc. Up to that 1500 and all of the money goes to benefit those victims. So thank you for those who've already uh, contributed. And thank you for those who are thinking about and getting ready to forthwith. And thank you uh, to the people we are working with to make this possible. The Miami Diaper Bank, uh, Bahamas Strong and Friends of Global Change in partnership with Medicor, who uh, will be airdropping the diapers and supplies to uh, the people in the Bahamas who have been affected by Hurricane Dorian. That's how we're going to get everything there. We've got a lot of partners in this and they are able to get those diapers at a really good cost. So your dollar is going to go very, very far. Just go to mytalk1071.com keyword diaper thank you to all the people who have donated so far and thank you to all of you who are about to donate right now now we have a very important conversation to have about cereal and the milk it leaves behind why are we asking this question well because buzzfeed did what buzzfeed do which is uh they put up a poll where you can answer all kinds of questions about the cereal you love right like what's your favorite cereal what's your favorite fruity cereal but the final question which i think is genius and i cannot believe we've never had this conversation before because you know you have an answer to this which cereal leaves behind the best milk oh yeah that's easy once you've eaten all the good cereal out of the bowl the milk is left behind, and what is the one that tastes the best? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Who would like to go first? Um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Thank you, and you're welcome. Er? Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. What? Okay. I will allow for your opinion Cinnamon right now. Cinnamon Toast Milk. Okay, Holly. Because Holly was like, "Oh, I have a definite answer to this." As do I. What do you say? It's all trash. What? Uh, cereal milk is trash. Oh. 
all so of it. So Holly's not playing her oh, game. No, because it's hours. trash. It makes me gag to think about drinking the Cere- milk okay. that is really? left over from cereal. Go eat your uh, nutritional yeast milk while <laughs> we sit over here. What cereal? Probably oat milk. What's your favorite cereal? My favorite cereal is Cheerios. Okay, I'm done with her. 651 <laughs> What cereal leaves behind the best milk? Okay, so you know I never got to eat sugar cereal yeah. when I was little. Oh, God, are you going to say like corn No, brand? I'm actually not. That's why I was going to shock oh, you with this because you know that my favorite cereal is corn bran. Leave me alone. Yeah. Don't at me. Unless you like no, corn bran, then her. at me. Um, my answer is simply Fruit Loops. Ew. What? I don't like Fruit Loops. What? Fruit Loops, fruity cereal, favorite fruit, best fruity cereal um, is a close second to Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and that's Fruity Pebbles. It's better. It's the better fruit cereal because the Fruity Loops are too rippy. No, they're too rippy. Oh, do they rip up your mouth? Yeah. Uh, I don't care. I love it, and I love the milk it leaves behind. Um, That... Did that make your list? 4% of people said Fruit Loops. I don't know what's wrong with people. Uh, We've got Jessica on the line. Jessica, what cereal leaves behind the best milk? Okay, the best flavor, Rice Krispies, hands down. No waxy residue like those sugary cereals. Rice Krispies, hands down. Just plain old Rice Krispies? Just Rice Krispies? Do you put sugar on your Rice Krispies? No, but maybe some raisins or banana. But the milk after is, oh, so good. Wow. Okay. It just seems just like it's really taste like an envelope just, or something. Yeah, like just ricey. But uh, we'll give it to you, Jessica. Try uh, it. That's, Try it. Okay. Thank you. That's not on the list of the best, uh, according to the votes on BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's not good. You know, neither of us said the top one, uh, Cocoa Puffs. That's correct. Well, I, I don't think I've ever eaten Cocoa Puffs. What? What? You guys, are we? How many times are we going to do this? Yeah, but I don't know. You tell us because (laughs) you've been an adult probably longer than you've been a child. That's true. I just never had the drive to like eat Uh, cocoa puffs. Okay, we're gonna change that. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Let's go to the phones. Aaron is on the line. Hi, Aaron. What cereal leaves behind the best milk? I would have to say it is cocoa puffs. It's just you know chocolate milk at the end, but it's like the best chocolate milk ever. Okay, <laughs> you are with 53,000 people who have yeah. voted on this poll. 35% wow. of folks said Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron, for your call. Still haven't eaten them. And Gary's on the line. Hi, Gary. Gary, which cereal leaves behind the best milk? Uh, easily, I would say that's Peanut Butter Captain Crunch. Oh. Oh, very specific. That is a very specific one. I would imagine that's quite good. It's probably better than the original Cap'n Crunch. Which, by the way, was uh, near the bottom of this poll, but 5,538 people voted for Cap'n Crunch. Uh, but Gary says peanut butter That Cap'n is a good Crunch. cereal, but it's very tarry, right? It tears the roof of your mouth? Yeah, it's very ripping. Yeah, once, once it treads the roof of your mouth, it's nice and soothing to have like a cold peanut butter milk. Oh, I like that. I like yeah. that. Thank you, Gary. Peanut butter milk actually sounds disgusting. One that's on uh, this list, Apple Jacks. I forget how much I love Apple Jacks. Yeah, those are decent. It's a really good cereal. Mm-hmm. It does tear the roof of the mouth, Let me though. guess, Colleen, you've never eaten that. I don't think. Uh, well, because the sound of it just doesn't appeal to me. Apple Jacks has those little, doesn't it have those little like bits on the yeah. outer ring that yeah. shred the inside of your the roof of your mouth. They oh, look like salad, you guys, but with chicken pox. Yeah. Oh, but or it's like, delicious. You know, 
syphilis. Oh, that too. Uh, Ryan would like to join <laughs> Team Holly. He said, cereal milk is absolutely disgusting. Oh, God. Yeah. Thanks. Nasty. Okay, the thought of fired. drinking it makes it's closing up my esophagus okay, pause. right now. Do you like? Do you, you drink so, milk? You have you communist? ever been a milk drinker? Yes. Okay. Okay. Because that just disproves my whole. Yeah. Theory. Well, no. I mean, if you said like I'm lactose intolerant, then you know, like sad trombone. But or for I mean, a person who just doesn't like milk, I can see them not getting excited about cereal milk. But to me, that's the reward for oh, eating all the cereal, trash. which is a reward in and of no, itself. That's like half. The fun. Yeah. Here's the problem with the milk is that you've been eating the cereal, you know, give or take five or ten minutes. So the milk has already lost the coolness. And then most sugar cereals have a waxy, sugary thing or there's little bits left behind. And then you get the wet, soggy bit. Oh. Yes, actually. Okay. All of that is exactly yeah. why I love it. Jen um, <laughs> on Twitter said Cocoa Puffs, Count Chocula, Frankenberry, Booberry. She loves all those. I've had like almost none of those. Yeah, well, we've established that okay. you are like live in the 1800s. Okay, leave me alone. But I do. Can I just ask you this, Bradley? Does it surprise you just a little bit that the person who eats her pizza in different stages doesn't do the two stage cereal situation? Oh yeah, Holly right? is a picker. So it is interesting that she wouldn't like pick all the cereal bits out and then and then drink the milk. The milk. Like, yeah. Cereal is best left dry. No, okay, see, my this, kids feel okay. like that, and yeah, I, I'm this, like, that is not cool. This is a young people situation that you people, you parents, have allowed your children to engage. I didn't mean to. When I'm we were very kids, against it. You did not eat dry cereal, and if you did, you were some kind of you know <sighs> goober. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they think it's okay to to eat it this way, dry. It's not the way the Lord intended no. for cereal to be. No, it's called cereal. It's not called snack box of Fine. sugar snacks. You know what? Me and Sammy Davis Jr. and your kids, Colleen, <laughs> we're all going to eat our cereal dry over yeah, here. in hell. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, all right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, Jeremy Renner uh, had to shut down his app. Also, Jeremy Renner had an app. What the what? Exactly. We got to talk about the world of weird celebrity apps after this. And we're not talking about the Bloomin' Onion on my talk 1071. Jeremy Renner has had to shut down his app. And in other news, Jeremy Renner had an app. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And before we get to Jeremy Renner's app, quick reminder, just go to MyTalk1071.com, keyword diapers, to donate uh, for our diaper drive. We are raising money to get diapers to our friends in the Bahamas who are uh, who are now uh, living in the devastation of Hurricane Dorian. Just again, MyTalk1071.com, keyword diapers. We are currently at $920, you guys. So that's exciting. Congrats and thank you and continue to give. We would love it. MyTalk1071.com keyword diaper. Now let's talk about Jeremy Renner. So yeah, you made the point like what? Jeremy Renner, what? Why is he in headlines? Much less the reason he's in headlines is because his app, we'll get to that, was shut down. And actually he asked uh, the people who run the app to shut it down. So when I saw this story, I was like, 
I am so confused what's going on here. First of all, Jeremy Renner. Right. Second of all, he has an app. Third of all, who's on this app? Right. Fourth of all, why is he shutting it down? Okay. So the app is like a lot of celebrity apps insofar as it's crap. Celebrity apps. They should apps, call it a celebrity crap. Crap app. So for the most part, this is a, a supposed to, it's designed to be an environment for fans of a particular celebrity to hang out and do things and talk and see what the celebrity is up to. But as we know, I mean, much like most everything in the world, it's not like you're getting Jeremy Renner's like digits. Yeah. You're not actually communicating with him. This is uh, you know, crafted by his people, and he probably very rarely has anything to do with it. It's just a way to make more money. But, uh, yeah, exactly. Although, I'm not sure that you had to pay for this particular app. Regardless, people have been, and this is not new, um, the, the new part is that they shut it down. This app sort of got taken over by trolls, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> and, and it's not the first app to have this happen. In fact, Taylor Swift's app had a very similar thing happen. Her previous app, because when I saw the story, I started doing some digging. Yeah. Like, what is what is this all about? Are there a lot of these celebrity apps? Because I don't know about you, but I don't follow any of these. I don't. I, I, I don't no. have any of these on my phone. No. So let me give you the actual message that Jeremy Renner um, shared with his fan followers on his, his app. fan followers, yes. His fan app followers. And by the way, I'd like you to enjoy the font that this letter is in. I mean, it's like, where did this font even come from? Here's what he said to his fans quote the app has jumped the shark literally actually jeremy that would be figuratively because literally your app did not jump a shark exactly due to clever individuals that were able to manipulate ways to impersonate me and others within the app i have asked escapex the company that runs this app to shut it down immediately and refund anyone who has purchased any stars over the last 90 days. Now the stars refers to things that you can buy within to get like access and like raise your points, like to make yourself look like an even better fan than the people around you. Hey, it's bizarre. He goes on to say what was supposed to be a place for fans to connect with each other has turned into a place that is everything I detest and can't or won't condone. My sincere apologies for this to have not turned out the way it was intended to all the super fans who have supported me with your words or encouragement, amazing art stories and time shared a genuine. Thank you. And I hope to see you on Insta's Twitter, YouTube and Facebook. Okay. JR. So how bizarre and totally of our times that like we can't have anything nice because ultimately trolls, right? So he was not able to have his fan app. Also, like, let this be a lesson to celebrities like Jeremy Renner. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Do you do you really need an app? You know what I what occurred to me as you were reading that? And this is gonna sound like it's off off track. Okay. But I promise you it's not because just in general, celebrity apps are fascinating. Yeah. I wonder if that's not something that Channing Tatum is considering because he like disappeared from all social media. Right. So like when they do that, I wonder if that's not to set themselves up for an app because I don't, but then I go back to Jeremy Renner. Like who's, who's a big earth Jeremy Renner fan. So when I, saw this story, I started to dig around. It piqued my curiosity about celebrity apps. And I read this whole piece about how, and it was from the beginning of this year, about how celebrity apps are essentially going the way of, you know, the dinosaur. They're going extinct because they're very hard to run. They're very hard to manage. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of money. And ultimately, you've got all these examples where trolls can take over. And it just doesn't lead to the experience, I think, that a lot of people intended. And so... It, I don't think you're going to see, and in fact, um, this article just gave like chapter and verse of all the celebrity apps that have shut down within the last year. So like who else had celebrity well, apps? Well, you remember the Kardashians had their whole series of and apps. And they shut like the whole thing down now, at the same time. There are a couple of celebrity apps that are actually successful. And one is, I think, Kristen Cavallari. But I think she, huh. she has like a lifestyle brand. Yeah. And uh, the other one is Amber Rose, which um, apparently hers is doing well. But for the most part, I mean, whether you're Taylor Swift, whether you're the Kardashians, people are just moving away from this mode of, um, you know, connection with their with their fans. Which makes sense because it just it does separate you from the other places where you have access to those celebrities, right? Like Twitter and Instagram. And I know Taylor Swift at least has a Tumblr like it separates you from them. And it tries to put everybody in the same bucket mm-hmm. so you can all stew around together. But to your point, it's also the perfect place for trolls to troll the one and I mean, only person that they want to troll. And trolls are already trolling your social media account. So I don't know why you wouldn't think that they're not going to troll your you know, fan app. Right. And frankly, just anytime the Internet is involved, trolls, I mean, eventually. So, again, it's just a nice reminder and illustration that we can't have anything nice in the world. But also, I did just marvel that, like, there are, no there are hard, cute, um, <laughs> hardcore Jeremy Renner fans out there. Yeah. Who knew? Like, I'm trying to what? think, like, what else has he been in that you would fan him for? He was in the Hurt Locker back in the day. Yeah. He's yeah, okay. also a singer. Oh, see, there is that. He does have that whole, like, side gig situation. Yeah, yeah. but I mean... It's not enough. No. It's... I'm sorry. Am I sorry? When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities behaving badly to tell you about. Exactly. We're going to do that after this on My Talk 1071. Don't forget to go to MyTalk1071.com, keyword diapers, to donate to our My Talk diaper, dri- diaper drive. Some celebrities 
celebrities behaving badly to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. And we're also raising money throughout the show, throughout the day today. And I want to tell you guys, we are very, very close to our matching sponsor goal today. Awesome. So that's $1,500 match, which means everything you donate gets doubled up to $1,500. Where are we at right now for our friends in the Bahamas? Okay, so this is part of our uh, Hurricane Dorian relief uh, fundraiser to buy diapers for, again, our friends in the Bahamas. We are at $1,245. Awesome. We're almost there. Yes. So all you have to do is go to mytalk1071.com, keyword diaper to, to take part in donating. We would love to have your donations. Please and thank you. And now that we've said something to make us feel good inside, we're going to tell you about some celebrities behaving badly. We call them... Dayberg. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Right, who's your D-bag today? Haney. Chrissy Teigen. Oh, okay. Oh. Interesting. Careful. The internet Ooh. loves Chrissy Teigen. I know, and she would not be a fan of what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Well, I mean, if you're going to make her a D-bag, I would assume right. she's not, she's a, not fan, be a fan. Tell me more. Well, because I've said what other people have said to her on the Twitter. So, you know, Chrissy Teigen, she doesn't need her own app because she does a great job on Twitter of interacting with the fans of you know, having essentially a conversation. Well, a person tweeted her and, you know, Chrissy Teigen is busy. She's got a ton of stuff going on in her life. She's a judge on NBC's comedy variety show, Bring the Funny. Uh, she's got she's got her finger in all kinds of different uh, cookie jars. Put your finger in the whole hand, whatever. She does a lot of stuff. Yeah, she's busy. Somebody asked her on Twitter for some advice on how she balances uh, working on the show and being a mom. This came from uh, one of her fans that said, can you please talk about working while pregnant, shortly post-pregnancy and away from your babies? She said, I'm watching you on Bring the Funny and you're so pro and engaged and focused. And I know your babies were slash are small and wanting you and wanting of you. It's a great question, right? Like she's a busy working mom. How do you balance it all? Yeah. Right. Chrissy's uh, response was, that's true. That also is irritating. Thank you. She writes this. Girl, I have help and a half. That's it. There's no way I could have done it without it. I'm so lucky to have it. And I don't know how anyone else does it. I have so much respect for all of you. Also, our amazing set provided an amazing daycare room. Okay. Now, at first blush, you're like, okay, well, she just admitted, right? That she's got help. Yep. That her set has a daycare room. That's awesome. Uh, and that she is lucky and she doesn't know how people do it. Uh-huh. And, she, you know, most people were like, oh, thank you for being honest, blah, blah, blah. But my gut reaction about that was like, oh, it was so like, oh, it's easy for me because I've got all this stuff, yeah. right? Somebody replied, your answer kind of came off elitist. Balancing work and parenthood is hard for all of us. And she wanted to know what worked for you. Saying you only can do it because you have nannies feels like a slap in the face to the rest of us. And that was sort of my reply. It's like, even if you don't have to do all the physical stuff because you have help, there's an emotional balance that takes place. Yeah, But she didn't answer that. She just kind of batted away the question by being like, oh, I got people that help me do it all, so yeah. it's easy for me. And it just, I, there was there was just a tone to it that was, again, elitist uh-huh. and not acknowledging truly 
that there's not just it's not just the juggling the physical juggling of doing it all there's yeah. also like an emotional piece of tending to the needs of others as well as your own sure that is a conversation that moms have mom to mom i just thought it was debaggy yeah no i mean again i think that the the problem that i have with chrissy teigen and this one you know i confess i don't necessarily have a horse in the race other than I think when you start talking about your experience from her position, it's going to set you up to, you know, to make people realize what they don't have in their life. Right. And she can share whatever she wants. But the thing with Chrissy Teigen that gets frustrating on occasion is that she seems refreshing, but then you have to put it into context. Right. And that uh, it's like when she clap quote, and it's not just her, but she, I think she is sort of the poster child for, you know, the, the clap back, um, uh, culture culture yeah on the internet where like i'm not gonna sit here and be you know berated by strangers i'm gonna stand up for myself standing up for yourself is an awesome thing you know not letting somebody sort of cover you in shame uh by speaking your truth is an awesome thing but when you're chrissy Teigen, you're not just you or me you're well and even we are different like you're not just the average person who doesn't have a public persona. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. I know this is a complicated conversation and it has many, many layers. But the thing that occasionally rubs me wrong with her is that like she appears to be punching down and maybe not so much in this particular case, but I think it's a dangerous tightrope to walk. Oh, yeah. Where you come off as, you know, like a very privileged a Hollywood uh celebrity right so her reply to the person who said that comment about this was an elitist statement she said okay i'll lie next time okay well no that's yeah, maybe that's, not the appropriate answer kind of either petulant answer. Well, yeah. just, it's bitchy and yeah. fine okay again people love her for that they're like because they 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 see her for being like um uh, cipher for themselves. Yes. So people put a lot of their, that's what we do with pop culture, right? Yep, is that's we what see, it's for. That's, we kind of, you know, act as though those people are speaking our truth. But at the same time, I think we're all now a little smart and mature enough to say, well, okay, that might be easy for you to say Chrissy Teigen because you come from a, a world of privilege. Now, in the world of people who are not aware of their privilege, Chrissy Teigen is not very high on that list because I think she is a person who seems to be somewhat aware of her privilege. Right. Um, as relates to her celebrity specifically. And she did, you know, she did try to bake that into her reply. But again, I don't think it really actually acknowledged the actual question. I think the person was looking for a slightly more supportive answer. And instead it was sort of dismissed. She might have been better off just not answering that question. Yeah. Is all I'm going to say. Yeah, I, I I do think she's in a hard place now because she's set herself up to be this like, you know, free spirit or not free spirit, like free talking. Like, I'm just going to tell it like it is. But like, you don't always want someone like that. Right. Like, it, we don't all have the privilege of being, you know, free with our words because they have consequences. Exactly. And these are some of the consequences. Yeah. I would also just add like, oh, it is such a hard position to be in when I shouldn't say it's a hard position to be in. I think it's a slippery slope when you grow accustomed to um, imagining that somebody else has it easier always in all cases, meaning 
you know, for her to say like, oh, I've got help and a half. Like, it's like, I got all this stuff. It's totally not hard. That leads us to a place where we think, well, parenting is easy for her, but I don't think it is. No. And, um, and I think that that's a slippery slope because there are so many different ways of parenting and so many different resources that some people have that others don't, that it beca- it can become really easy to go, well, it's easy for that person and it's hard for me. Yeah. But it maybe it just is hard in so many different ways for all people, and it's okay to acknowledge that. Yeah, that's all. Absolutely. Who do you got? Okay, uh, I want to take sixty minutes Australia to task. They're my d bag. Wow. For what? Why sixty minutes Australia? Okay, so I saw this promo, and this has been firing up people on the Twitter machine. So you know the outrage uh, police are here for this, but I found this to be absolutely disturbingly delightful. And by delightful, I mean horrible. I want you to listen to about a minute, um, 60 seconds, and maybe we won't play the whole thing, but I kind of think we will. This is a sneak peek at 60 Minutes Australia's upcoming Sunday episode, which they are calling Megxit. That is as in Meghan Markle and Brexit. So you know Brexit yep. where the United Kingdom is leaving Europe and they call it Brexit. Megxit, of course, combo of that. And it's Megxit, how Meghan Markle lost her sparkle oh. from adored to insufferable in less than a year. <gasps> so wow. have a listen to this upcoming episode of this hard-hitting journalism program okay. over in Australia. Ooh. I think Meghan, from the girl I knew, changed to a girl that maybe was more manipulating scandal she wanted a celebrity boyfriend abuse she's been called a fiend and a monster and bloody lies i'm offended i'm known as the biggest bitch in britain yum, yum. she's a no one 60 minutes she wears bad clothes why did we ask for that the insane Markle debacle. They've taken four private jet flights. Meghan Markle is the biggest hypocrite there is. Inside the dirty wall. Nothing wrong with me. But then there's nothing right with me. To get the Duchess. Just a jilted friend. I'm not a jilted friend, I promise. I'm not. I'm the luckiest girl in the world. There she is in a one-shoulder dress being glowing, because all she does is glow. Abdicate. Whoop, whoop. Off you go. And how Diana can save Harry and Meghan's fairy tale future. She would have plenty of words of advice. And what would they be? Sunday. What? I love also how they invoke the spirit of Princess Diana. Like they are just trash. That was the hell? If. I was delighted at how trashy that was. Or horrified. Or horrified. Yeah, no, I will tell you that there are two reactions to that on Twitter. Just that those two reactions. Like people were like, "This is this is hilarious trash," and also these people should be ashamed of themselves because there's a certain amount of racism I think baked into this piece because the way they frame you know Meghan Markle specifically in the town. Ta- it's not just sixty minutes Australia, right. but it's. This whole coverage of Meghan Markle, they would never do that about Kate Middleton. No. In a million years. No. no. That is, I did not, I had to remind myself midway through it that it was 60 minutes. Also that it was not parody. Like right. that was so bad. The that Markle was like a lifetime. Debacle. That was like straight out of a lifetime movie, right? Like the clip of the the news show that 
is trying to take apart Meghan Markle. The yeah. Markle debacle. Yeah, that yeah. was like a like a hard copy throwback. Also, terrible. I think just for the record, um, 60 Minutes Australia is a little uh, dicier than our, uh, you know. Okay. S- s- uh, Esteemed news magazine stayed. program. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was... But I, I, again, go watch it on your own. It's so delightfully horrible. <laughs> and they have this woman. The thing that other... We don't have time to go into this in too much detail, but... Um, the people that they chose to interview for this are very controversial in the UK, one of which is actually not allowed really to be on TV anymore because she's kind of a right wing nut job um, and uh, just a horrible person who says very inappropriate and racist things. OK, that so was... for a lot of people were calling that out. But in addition to that, you just have this whole layer of like. What? Yeah, the sensationalism yeah. to it. That was interesting. Markle debacle. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Talk to a friend of the show. Her name is Carrie. We talked to her last year uh, during Hurricane... What, which one was All it? All of them. All of them. Uh, she is Maria. She's riding out the storm in Florida as we speak. We are going to talk with her. And don't forget, we are raising money to help our friends in the Bahamas. Uh, it's part of our My Talk 1071 uh, diaper drive. And we are have a matching sponsor up to $1,500 during our show. Thank you to Ungerman Restoration. We are currently at $1,370. Awesome. Let's get there before the top of the hour, and then we'll just fill it with frosting for the, the last part of the show. Let's go to mytalk1071.com, keyword diaper to donate. We'll be back on mytalk1071. We are so close, you guys, on the Colleen and Bradley Show, mytalk1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trader, and I mean, we are so close to our goal of raising more than $1,500, but at least $1,500 so we can get that matching sponsorship from Ungerman Restoration. This is part of our MyTalk 1071 Hurricane Diaper Drive. We are currently at $1,445. And it is appropriate, by the way, go to MyTalk1071.com, keyword diaper to donate to get us to that goal. It is appropriate to be talking about that right now because we have a guest on the line who's a friend of the show. Yes, so you actually... Uh, we had a chat with this person last year facing very similar circumstances. This year, I feel like a little worse. Carrie is uh, joining us. Carrie, you are in Myrtle Beach, correct? Yes, I am. And we talked to you. Gosh, we were trying to figure out which hurricane we talked to you last year through. Was it Maria? No, it was Hurricane Florence. Florence. Yes. Oh, my God. There yes. are so many hurricanes that we've been um, talking to people about. And you, um, you and you know full well because yes. you've been in the path. You've been in the path, right? Um, this time, give us a sense of where you are and uh, what's going on around you today. Well, um, right now, the hurricane has um, passed Charleston. It's actually going to hit the entire coast of the state of South Carolina at some point or another today. 
Um, it will actually get to Myrtle Beach, they're saying, within the next couple of hours. Um, they have told us that the eye of the storm has turned and gone a little northeast, which is good for us, so we won't get slammed so much with the eye wall of the storm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have been experiencing a lot of wind and rain all day, and um, between 4 and 5 this morning, just north of here, in North Myrtle Beach and Little River, there was two tornadoes that touched down oh, wow. due to the outer bands of the storm that hit up there. So, oh, for goodness sake. Now, yeah. you, you last time, if I remember correctly, you were having to stay at work through the storm, right? You Like you actually brought stuff to like spend the night or you were going to have to? I was going to have to. And then at the very last minute, they told us that we um, were going to be off work and we couldn't stay there. So my roommate and I went to his parents' house and they actually live closer to the beach um, distance-wise than we do. Um we still live, it's about an eight-minute drive to the beach, but we decided to stay home this time and just kind of ride it out with some snacks and, and the news. Okay, so tell us about, you know, what, how, I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like, how how secure do you feel in your home? Um, well, when you're in here, I think it's hard to describe the sound on the outside of the walls because we live on the third floor in a condo and we're right on the corner. So you can hear the wind and it kind of sounds like thunder almost. And of course you can hear the rain hitting the windows. Um, so it's not a great feeling, Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, we're, we're right on the other side of the line where they um, did a mandatory evacuation for you know, they only did that for one zone in this county, and we're just on the other side of that line. And unfortunately, um, the Oregon County Sheriff's Office thought it was necessary for me to have to be at work tomorrow, so I couldn't really go anywhere. Oh so my gosh. here I am. So now, so you're saying you do have to go to work tomorrow? Unfortunately, yes, I yeah. do. <laughs> so then, will you? Um, and the storm again is supposed to sort of be through the strongest part in your area when later tonight yeah it'll be in about a couple of hours now there's already um high tide happened about an hour ago which caused a little bit of a storm surge so um what that means is the actual ocean kind of pushes itself up onto land Mm -hmm. and so that happened about an hour ago when high tide hit and they're saying that the storm surge will be about from four to eight feet by the time it passes. So in a couple of hours, we'll probably get the worst part of it. Um, we'll be right in the middle of the eye wall. Mm-hmm. So we'll be right on that, that edge of the eye. Yeah. And then um, it'll take a couple of hours for it to actually move away from Myrtle Beach because it's only moving at eight miles per hour. So Wow, that's slow. This is something that I don't think that we can relate to in the sense that you are able to watch the weather coming to you and know exactly, for the most part, what you will be experiencing when. Um, And it is sort of just like a waiting game. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't know what it's going to look like. You don't know what you're going to end up with on the other side of it. How does that... I mean, how do you kind of settle with that? Well, 
I mean, this is my third hurricane since I've been down here. So you just, and they're all different, but none of them are the same. So you just kind of have to watch and listen to what they're saying. And, you um, you know, you have to follow the directions of emergency personnel. But unfortunately, I can't do that this time. Yeah. Um, now, we will experience, they're saying, by the time the eye wall gets um, parallel with Myrtle Beach, the winds will gust up to about 75 miles per hour. Wow. So, I mean, it's just, unfortunately, you just have to sit and wait for what's going to happen. Um, I know some of my friends up there have become professional weather trackers. <laughs> yeah. Cody and Sarah, they've been watching the weather channel. So, I mean, it's just, that's what we have to do. Yeah. You know, and there's always that threat of losing power. So I just wanted to keep me on and get as much information as I can until that happens. Yeah, Absolutely. I was going to say, so if you guys are just joining us, we're talking to Carrie and she's in Myrtle Beach. And so facing um, Dorian is... Um, the storm makes its way along the shore. I was going to ask you how you are sort of keeping up with things. You have, you know, electricity and the internet right now, so you're able to check your phone and watch TV for the meantime? Yes, we have it right now. Um, there's been a lot of areas around us that don't have it. Um, if anybody's familiar with the state of South Carolina, Georgetown, which is just north of, south of us, um, the entire city of Georgetown has lost power. So we're really close to the coast so we're kind of expecting that to happen when the storm the major part of the storm actually reaches us so for now i just keep my phone plugged in and keep the tv on until i can no longer have it i have my bathtub is filled up with water in case i need to use the facilities and do all that so yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, Carrie, we thank you so much for kind of giving us uh, a better understanding of what it feels like to be in the position that you're in right now. Uh, and uh, we wish you the best of luck and please keep us posted. OK. I will. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank absolutely. I appreciate what you guys are doing with your with your fundraising for those that need it. That's yeah. really awesome. Thank you so absolutely. much, Carrie. Stay uh, safe, Carrie. Take care. I will. Thank you. Uh, and to Carrie's point, that is exactly why we are raising money to get diapers to people who will need in the middle of all of this devastation. Uh, we have realized that this is uh, a huge need during a natural disaster. We want to fill that need. Go to mytalk1071.com keyword diaper to donate. We are very close to our very uh, our, our matching goal. So please help us get there. And we will be back after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on mytalk1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.